scary girl. Hey, everybody. Hi, everyone. I'm Stephanie. I'm Sarah. And this is Dead Time Stories. Oh, wait. Was that a ghost? Who is that? No, just kidding. It's Jared. It's me. I'm Jared. Hello. I'm here. He's real. He exists. We've talked about him a whole lot. I am real. He recently turned 18, so now that he's he can be on the show. (laughs) (laughs) And that's my cue to leave. And that's my cue to uh, goodbye, everybody. Good to see you. We got this. Have a good show. Hey, Jared. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, Jared, tell Um, everyone about yourself. Uh, I'm Jared. I am over 18. I'm 5'9". Um, <laughs> well, Jared, we didn't ask for your Tinder profile. Um, Let's calm down. Well, that's not that's not what my Tinder profile says. Um, oh, that's right. Um, what was that? I said you're only 5'9"? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Are you shorter than me? Yeah. Get oh, up. I just wear, I just, my, sh- the shoes that I wear usually, like, are, th- like, I have thicker gotcha, sole shoes. Gotcha, I wear flip-flops. Yeah. So. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, all right, cool. Anyway, yeah. We're just yeah. going to brush that off real fast. Yeah. <laughs> Not Please approaching that continue. subject. Please continue. Jared. Um, Our guest, Sarah, go be so You rude. started it. I, uh, I'm I'm an actor. I'm a musician. That's about everything you that I do. You played the guitar on La Llorona, which was I in did. episode 10, where yes. I was singing in Spanish. I did, I did play Jared the guitar on Jared played the that. guitar for me. I did do that. You did. It was fun. It was cool. It was I a appreciated good time. it. That was before he was yeah. 18, so he wasn't actually able to be on the show. But yeah, no, this that is... really has nothing to do with no, your No, we're joking. Yeah, yeah, honestly, yeah. Honestly, it just so happens. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, might there, as well there's cash no video in po- there's no there's no video podcast so they would never know that I'm in fact fully naked right now <laughs> which is only possible because as someone who's over 18 I uh, it's legal it's legal. he's allowed to legal for me although to we're that. in Pennsylvania um, I think you would have been fine for the last like three years I was like you could be related to us too and it'd be no, fine right no 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 yeah, we could yeah. produce video of it correct that's sure yeah no I don't know if I don't know if audio of a of a Minor being naked. I don't know where that falls. I don't know. We're going to find out. Well, <laughs> good question. We're not going to find out because he's not a minor. 18, because so it doesn't matter fine. anymore. So Jared's <laughs> here. He's recording with us and he's naked. Yeah. Sure. Because it's audio. You can so do whatever the fuck you one. want. <laughs> I remember in uh, the Bible when you were still 17, there was some joke about like yeah. you like turning 18 soon if somebody yeah. was interested yeah there was in a you. part in the show where i had to um where i was someone in the audience was supposedly asking for my number and um i decided to throw in the joke that i was a child because i was a child for the whole show at the time yeah at the time for the whole <laughs> He's show a man at the time now. a few weeks ago <laughs> and now i'm only legally not a child <laughs> very true yeah. Yes, legally. <laughs> legally, and uh, that's it. That's true. Yeah. Do you uh, do you have any gigs coming up, besides matriculating um, to Temple University? I was like, Jared, you just graduated. You're going yeah. to college. I think Jared that's a pretty will be cool seen gig. In college this August. That's what you so, think. If you think I'm leaving my dorm, <laughs> I was like, so we won't be seeing Jared for the yeah. next year while he transitions yeah. um, into college. I don't have anything coming up really. Me That's either. okay. Yeah. Uh, just kind of. This episode. I have this got episode. Got this. Yeah. Uh, July 23rd, I'm doing my one woman show in Brooklyn. Ooh. That's awesome. That's fantastic. It's, Get it, girl. Uh, if you're available at 10 o'clock on a Tuesday in Brooklyn. 10 p.m. or a.m.? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> 
on a Tuesday night in Bushwick. I don't know which one would be I'll worse. Be there. <laughs> Bad sex and other problematic analogies. Get it, girl. That's pretty awesome. That's awesome. Big fan. So yeah, our listeners in New show. York, go check it out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'll have more deets on the like location and stuff. That's the only reason I I wasn't really going to get into it, but I was like, hey, that's yeah. happening. But yeah, I don't yeah. actually have the location yet. I think it's a, there are like three places I think it might be at, but I don't know for sure yet, so I can't confirm. Pending, we'll keep you posted. That's going to be in the Bushwick area. Yay. Of cool. Brooklyn. Got him. Hipsters. Ah, Come on out, you know. Um, is there or any if you're other... not a hipster. Or, yeah, no, like... if you're not a hipster. You're from... mm. oh. I don't know. I feel like it could be inclusive. Hipsters only. Um, oh. Well, hold up. This podcast is uh, 18 and up and only for hipsters. It's actually going to be at Tableau, which is an event that is like a mixer for kinky people. Oh, all right. So it's not, it's not like a play party where people mm. like go and like touch each other. It's like a mixer where you just like meet up and you're like, you're cute. Do you like kinky things? We should get together sometime. So we should touch each other at a later date. Right. Is there right. there's no fuck nook at this? No, there is no fuck Zero. nook at Tableau. There they do not have a fuck nook. There's a no fuck, fuck nook, nook policy actually. Okay. You can get kicked out for fucking because ah. it's a no fucking event. All got right. it, got it. Yes. They Good usually have, um, it's like the mixer first, and then there's some sort of like art thing. I went one time, and when I went, it was like, uh, they had like models posing and people like drawing okay. the models. So like I like sat at the little, sat like on a couch and like watched these like fetish models <laughs> like pose, and they would change poses like every three minutes. And so I would like sit there mm-hmm. and like draw them. And I met people that I follow on Tumblr. <laughs> R.I.P. Tumblr. That's lovely. Uh, it was, yeah, you know, R.I.P. It was like seeing like kink Tumblr celebrities, which was like really wow. interesting. I was like, oh, that's this person and that's this person. And like, oh, okay. And one of the people that I follow who like hosts the event like approached me and she was like, who are you? Oh my goodness. I would love to know more about you. And I was like, oh, hello. Hi. Um, and she was really great. And she came to see Hedwig when it was in New York. Uh, and had heard about the one woman show, and she was like, "You should come perform it at Tableau." And I was like, "Yay! That'd be yeah. really cool. That's lovely. Right? What so, a lovely awesome. story. Yes, yeah, so that's that what a lovely fuck nookless story. Fuck it was nookless. fuck nookless. Yes, it was fuck nookless. Fuck nookless." <laughs> Most Rolls of off my the story, to be fair, yeah. all but one of my stories yeah, that, are fucked up. But we are going to latch on to that fuck to nook. that one story. Sure. Like, it is the only fuck nook we will now, ever see. Now, are you see. latching on to it like you're in the fuck nook? Or are you latching on to it like you're on the outside looking <laughs> into the fuck nook? Probably that one. Like, I like the story. I'm like, okay, fuck nook is are there. You like, or are you... I'm the... I'm the... I'm the like, say, are you the... I'm so sorry. I don't I'm want to so sorry. I really don't want to bother what you guys are doing. You, like, um, you know, don't no need to stop. Please enjoy yourself. I'm uh, really sorry. Yourself. I don't Just really want this to ruin things. Fifteen minutes. We're gonna yeah, wrap I, it up. I love what you're doing. You're doing great. This is awesome. Great. I hope you're both happy. Thank Everything you. looks sensational. Yeah, thank you so much for thank coming. You so much coming. Yeah. Wink. Yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks. Thank you so much. I'm just I'm gonna crack the door. But also, can you keep it down? Just. Oh yeah. No, no, no. Keeping it down. Can you keep doing your thing? 
Why are we still talking about this? Because Jared is 18 now. What the fuck nook is eternal? Stephanie. The fuck nook is Guys, we should probably get into what we're actually going to talk about. Well, I'm like, speaking of fuck nooks, you're a man now. (laughs) Jared. Hold on. No, we have a problem. I'm like, I want to mind your business so much. (gasps) We can't. We can. Yeah, we can. What questions do you have, Stephanie? Well, where no. do you want to start? You can, you can ask me anything. That doesn't mean I'm going to answer, answer it. Our podcast. No, 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 no. No, like I feel like I. Uh, or you could ask me something, and then we'll, we can say we'll cut it, and then it won't get cut, and then it will go on the podcast. Like so, you'll know what that's everything. like. Everything. Look at her. <laughs> Sassafras over there, struggling to kick. No, I feel like I, was like, I it's a lot of work. You keep but me I do young, it. Jared. You educate oh me about, about the youth. <laughs> I feel like I, I, know what I means. you give me <laughs> hope for mean? younger people versus people who are older than our generation are like fuck millennials oh my god oh, they're yeah. the worst and we're like why but I don't you make me look upon your generation and be like no like well, they're, because they're our not, gener- they're good they're good they got it is to ourselves like fuck Gen Z. We all hate ourselves. <laughs> is that what that's like? Yeah. To be to be your generation. Yeah, everybody. It's just like it's just like a big conglomeration of self deprecation and self hatred. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, which is really nice hopefully, because it creates some amazing memes. Hopefully, you guys will vote. That's all I care about. Oh, right? Yeah. Oh, please, please vote. I think so. Oh well, I'm, I'm registered. So right. please bring that self deprecation into our politics. Into our voting booths. <laughs> Please. That's where a lot of I think that's where a lot of it comes. This is a we need that voice. We need we need people to care about voting again because a lot we need of my more... generation are like it doesn't matter and we're like are you no. I know this is Sawyer why it does. a lot of yeah I mean a lot listen. of people that I've talked to are but like we should knows. lower the voting age to sixteen because yeah. a lot of. I'm not saying that that's a good idea. There are other countries that make voting day like a national holiday. So people are actually yeah. off from work. Yes. There are people that aren't available. They can't get out of, can't afford to take off work to go right. vote. Absolutely. Which is yes. poor people not voting. <laughs> like, yeah. Yes. <laughs> voter suppression is a big thing. So yep. people who don't vote, it's like really frustrating to me. So I'm like, hopefully you kids will do that. And keep making dope ass memes, because uh, like we we know them, we're into them. I don't make them. I just appreciate you them. You guys are helping yeah. bring down some toxic masculinity. Love That's that. True. Yeah. That's dope. That's really cool, Mary Angela. As much as I love her, that is where I will realize the age difference between us is any time we talk about relationships and like the roles that people are supposed to do in relationships, and I'll be like. Okay, we need to stop this conversation because this is mm-hmm. where I really strongly disagree with you right now. But I yeah. love her so much. Yeah, I have that problem with my mom sometimes. Not me talking to her, but like she talks to me about like her like stuff that's going on in her dating world. And it's I mean not like Sarah, <laughs> so well, I don't know. I <laughs> listen. I'm not saying that I'm soliciting the information. I was like my. <laughs> I don't I'm know. saying she's like, so Michael, no, not the other Michael, the other lawyer, Michael too, he messaged me again and I'm like, oh, okay. But like, it's just, she's just like, oh, well, I have to wait to do this and I have to wait for X and Y. And I'm like, no, you don't. And she's like, that it's just different. It's just different for our generation. Right. That kind right. of shit. It's, yeah. I'm, I'm so excited it. to see that being done away but with. Get better. <laughs> get better. 
Get with it, girlfriend. <laughs> Sarah, who's our promo this week? <laughs> oh, are you ready for that now? She, I was like, right. She said over there, so salty. Like, we're 15 minutes in, and then on the promo, we're like, still bantering. Yeah, the podcast is done now. Yeah, uh, episode over. I'm just so excited to talk to you on just like a personal. We're always working together. Yeah. We've never just like. That's true. Hey, what's up? So it's exciting to it me. It is exciting. Um, <laughs> and promo. And Sarah's here too. Okay. Also, um, I guess Sarah's here. Oh my God. <laughs> wow. Um, excuse me. I edit this. So, Stephanie, are you ready to get our podcast started? Sarah, who are we promoting? Hi, this I'm week? Stephanie. Our, that's Stephanie. <laughs> Great work. We've been doing this for a year. <laughs> Sarah, Go fuck yourself. You guys are teaming up on me. I panicked. <laughs> I didn't know what to do. I was back into a corner. You excluded yourself. I did not. You... Our promo is Sarah. Who, do we have a promo this week? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and who pray tell us this promo? Shut up, Jared. It's <laughs> just curious. Uh, uh, I'm just kidding. It is this wonderful other podcaster who writes their work, and it's called Short Stories with Augie Peterson. And here's their promo. Take it away, Augie. Hey folks, how's it going? My name is Augie, and I host a podcast called The Short Stories of Augie Peterson. Once upon a time, I had two blogs. Then one day, I started listening to podcasts. They seemed like a lot of fun and would combine the thing I was always afraid to share with the world, my writing, with the thing I had no choice but to share, my theater background. So I decided to combine them into a podcast for those millennials that don't have time to read two blogs. I read the original short horror stories I write every other Tuesday and review really terrible horror movies from Netflix, Redbox, Amazon Prime, and even the dollar store with massive amounts of snark every other Thursday. On the first Saturday of each month, I tell my listeners about five new indie artists that I have interviewed that I think they should know about. So if you like terrible horror movies, learning about new artists, really good horror stories, and total nerds, this is the podcast for you. Check out the short stories of Augie Peterson wherever you listen to podcasts. For more information, go to augiepeterson.wordpress.com. Toodaloo! I'm excited for that. I like That promo was nice. What do you got? <laughs> <laughs> it's like she hates that I say something, but at the same time she's like, what are you going to say? I'm like, well, I didn't have to say anything. Ooh, there it is. Spooky Augie. Oh, my God. <laughs> at this point, you're soliciting it. She I is. Know. It's not. It's only it only. She's happens an instigator. Because... <laughs> That's why we have this podcast. <laughs> it's true, though, because she instigated um, this yeah. podcast. <laughs> It's but very podcast, true. I'm like, get in my room. Mm-hmm. I have a microphone on the for floor. That. We're here <laughs> We're for very Augie. well together. Yeah. In that Sarah understands that I won't, <laughs> I won't do anything but come around and be funny. <laughs> I was like, do I just have to That's show up I and do. be funny? Because I can do that part. We That's have... why it took me so long to get here. Because I had to do work before I could be funny. And I was like, oh, well, we're going to see. Um, It'll take a few years you won't you'll just go for it it's fun we're, I just won't we be already funny. decided yeah. the you know we're grace and frankie oh, long yeah. a long time ago Duh. yeah grace and frankie yeah 
Oh, yeah. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah, it's like the first time we came on, we were like, this is us when we're old. Mm. (laughs) We're Grace and Frankie. I'm like, you gotta do it. And you're like, I don't... Sarah's gonna (laughs) gonna be like, is this what you want? Like, taking off the hair pieces. And she's like, this is me now. And I'm gonna be like, want mushroom tea? Like, yes, booty. I'm gonna be like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No, that's right. Sit on the beach and drink mushroom tea. That's right. All right. That's right. Make a personal massager. All right. <laughs> you have to help with production. For no, I don't want people. to. Yeah. That really was so smart, though. I was like, oh, like, because they have hand power. I it's have such a good show. I can't old. wait for the next season. I, I love that show. It's great if you guys haven't watched it. So but that's not our Auggie's promo. Podcast. <laughs> yeah. Auggie's podcast is our promo. And. <laughs> Up next, what I'm sure Jared has been waiting I to be a part of. Yeah, no, it's going to be Jared cool. Tell us about stuff. But Sarah, that's what I'm saying. Jared, Jared, Stephanie, y'all, y'all ready to, to talk, talk about, about some ghosts? ghosts? How did it feel? Did you like that? If you think I don't do it every time when I'm on the bus, uh, out loud, do people ask? Are you giving promos for our podcast? Y'all ready to talk? I've done it out loud. You're like, y'all ready to talk about some ghosts? And people on the bus bus are like, me? People on the bus bus in Philly don't give a shit about anything that's going on. I feel like if, because my first year and a half, I was like, it's wild. It's whack. Oh, it's whack and a mess. I mean, MTA is wild too. I lived in New York for a few years. And I it's also public fun. transit is it's crazy. hundred percent a mess. It's crazy. Always. It's crazy. I'm waiting on my cab. <laughs> Speaking of dead to me, have either of you watched that show Mm-mm. on Netflix? Yes, <gasps> both of you. Oh, yes, it's so good. Yeah, with Christina Applegate and um, yes, girl, it's I great. binged it in like a day. It's I so love good. it so what much. Who's, who, what is this show? Christina. This? It's called Dead to Me. It's Christina Applegate and Linda Cardellini, who I'm like might be a little old for you, but I, I remember her from ER. Is where I first Linda remember Carlini. seeing Linda Cardellini, but she's Freaks in a lot of other stuff. She's the main yeah, character on Freaks and Geeks. Geeks. She was Velma in the Scooby Doo. Yes, I forgot about that. Uh, and Christina she's Applegate great. Was the daughter on Married with Children, but mm-hmm. she's done other stuff since then. Oh, she's but, in like, a lot that's of other what, stuff. Like, I, I, I know both of those from. names, right? And I've. They're great yeah. on this show. You should watch it. Fantastic. I've seen episodes of yeah, my mom's it's, been binge watching ER, so really I've good. probably seen her. Oh, yeah. then yeah, then you know Linda Carlini. Yeah. Um, yeah. This show's amazing. Yeah, I was just okay. telling someone else the other All night right. about it. I was like, not only is it fantastic acting, but the story, the story yeah. like, every the story single so episode keeps you so hanging on, on and they're so and good. James Marsden, who you probably know, he's in a bunch of shit. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's uh, Kirk in the new Star Trek. Is he? Yeah. James Martin, right? Isn't that right? Can no, Chris up? Pine. Oh, fuck. All these I, white I, dudes I, fucking look alike. They all look alike. I swear really to God. Because I thought there was a new, new Star Wars. No. With James Marsden as Kirk. And I love James Marsden. James so Marsden really is in. But no, uh, Chris Pine. He's in the he's live action. In the Cyclops movies. He's he, in the live action Disney movie with. Or um, Enchan- er, just Enchanted. Enchanted. Not that's Hell Enchanted. It. That's a different movie. Yes, uh, there was with a Amy Adams Buzzfeed list of one. fake Netflix genres, and my favorite one was movies where James Marsden is a good dude but loses to the more bankable star. And it oh, was Westworld. Yeah, on West oh, Teddy. Oh, Westworld. Yeah, 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 I know you yeah. watch Westworld. I've watched. I watched. Se- I binge watched season one of Westworld when sucks. I was sick. Season one was really I, good, and I. Started watching season two and then I just it was difficult. It mm-hmm. was difficult and also it was like right when we were going into tech week for 
I think when we were going into Tech Week for Bible, so mm-hmm. like I was really busy. Yeah, and the didn't first watch season's it. great. The second season's like, meh. Have you seen Westworld? I I saw you watching it. Oh, okay, it's good. It's confusing. Oh, yeah. My favorite twist hell. was the Ed Harris twist at the end, where you're like, he's this guy, all grown up. That was my of yeah. all the twists. Oh, yeah, that was the one where I was like, I was oh like, shit. <laughs> yeah, that was the, that was my favorite. Sorry to yell. Um, <laughs> Jared. What are you talking about? This week? What are you talking about this yeah, week? Yeah. So yeah, why are you on our show this week? That's a that's a great question. Um, because uh, before I started listening to this podcast, just a little bit of background, I like wasn't super into like I've never really been super into like looking up stuff about like ghosts and mm-hmm. demons. Other besides um, being absolutely obsessed with the TV show Supernatural. Um, uh, right. Aside from that, I like scary things were not something that I really like looked into, except for serial killers. I've always been really interested in serial killers because they're just fascinating, terrifying people. Mm-hmm. So, have either of you heard of Gary Ridgway? So I've heard of him, I like, and then I know he's a serial killer. And then I was looking up stuff to talk about on my episode, and it was like, do you want to look up Gary Ridgway? And I was like, no! no. And yeah. I specifically avoided any information right. about Gary Ridgway, even though he was recommended to me. Yes. So Gary Ridgway was the Green River Killer, uh, and he operated from 1982 to 2001 as ki- a killer. Was when he did that. Yeah. Wow, that's um, a long time. Yeah, a long time. Most of the killings happened between 82 and 84, um, but they couldn't catch him until 81, which I will get into. You mean 2001. Oh, yeah, 2001. Um, I'll get into that. But so he is the most prolific confirmed serial killer in U.S. history. He was convicted of 49 murders, but he confessed to 71 and... Currently, he's the most prolific confirmed, and I say that because there's another serial killer named Samuel Little, who, like, right now, like, in the past year, they're looking into him, uh, and he is currently linked to 60 murders and has said that he is involved with up to 93, but that's a different story um, of another crazy-ass serial killer. I see, because I was recommending Gary Ridgway because it, before that, was showing me this British serial killer who is the most prolific serial killer of all time, but he's British. He's not American. And really? he had, like, he was a doctor who killed patients, oh, which scares yeah. me always. But he had, I want to say, he had been convicted of killing, like, 215 people. Yeah. But it was suspected that he killed as many as, like, 285 people. Yeah. And that's what you're talking about next week? No. Uh, but... But that's interesting. But I was like, oh, sh- how have I never heard of this dude? And I, I was like, I don't think I've, I think I might have vaguely heard of that. The one that I can't I've remember heard his of, name right now. The one that I've heard of as being the most prolific in history, um, that wasn't like that wasn't a doctor that was like actually just like ah murdering people, just a stabby, yeah, um, killer. Was there was someone <laughs> ah murdering in, people? Yeah, there was someone in uh, Central America who like had supposedly murdered upwards of, like, 250 boys and teenage and, like, Jesus young men. Christ. Yeah. And I obviously I don't know enough about him, so I can't say, but I feel like he maybe, because of, like, the laws and wherever he was arrested, uh, is now free because they couldn't – they didn't have life imprisonment. 
So maybe Damn, that he's still free. Crazy shit. Yeah. So that's not what I'm talking about this week. You're though. talking about Gary Ridgway. I'm talking about Gary Ridgway, who is the Green River Green River Killer. So. He was born February 18th, 1949, in Salt Lake City, and he was the middle of three sons. Were they Mormon? Of course, middle child. Oh, no, yeah. Were they they were, I don't think they were Mormon. They, were, they weren't Mormon. Yeah, um, they're in, you know, yeah. Utah. Right. Uh, so he moved there. to Seattle when he was 11. His father was a bus driver, and his, I think it's somewhere it said that his, someone said that his mom, like, worked at JCPenney or something. So his father drove along this stretch, drove along Pacific Highway South, which is a highway that will come back up. Uh, and specifically, he complained about a lot of sex workers there along this stretch called The Strip, which uh, in one documentary that I watched, described it as a 10-mile stretch with motels, fast food joints, honky-tonk saloons, <laughs> and a topless bar. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds which, great. Oh, what a beautiful description. Um <laughs> Honestly, it's called the strip. I yeah. expect nothing less. less. Right, yeah, absolutely. I don't know where the phrase honky tonk saloon came from. I know. My I, hometown. I like it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good to learn etymology. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so there were lots of sex workers there. Um, his mother was very controlling, and his father was very meek uh, and like a, towards his mother, but his father. Uh, like beat his kids and his mother was verbally abusive to all of the kids. He had a bedwetting problem until his uh, early teens and his mother would wash his genitals after every incident that he wet his bed. Wow. As like, Wait, I'm sorry. Can we back up a second? What? Uh, he had a bedwetting problem and after every bedwetting incident. Yeah, the part after that. Yeah. His mother would wash his genitals after every incident. Um, one thing that I saw said that it was like as humiliation punishment. Up until how old? Up until I saw 13, but I also saw just like early teens, so it could be maybe a little later than that. Oh my god. Jesus. Okay. All right. So yeah. that that stuck with him a little bit. Just a little. <laughs> and along the vein of peeing, one of his high school classmates recalled that her brother got into an altercation with Gary uh, where he ended up peeing on the brother's leg, uh, and then they got into a fist fight. Um, like, it was an altercation that happened in the bathroom, so, like, probably he was already peeing, and then he just and turned he around like, and was what? like, get Man. fucked, dude. Get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just imagine somebody peeing, turning to, like, <laughs> get, get fucked. fucked. <laughs> uh, and, like, yeah. forcing the stream, too, like, <laughs> like, peeing harder, trying to get it to, like, go further. Yeah. Sure. It's like a carnival. But yeah, so and he he later said that he was stuck between fantasizing about wanting to have sex with his mother and also fantasizing about murdering yeah, her. Yeah, naturally, naturally, <laughs> naturally. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Okay, Gary. Um, so some more fun background about uh, Gary is that at sixteen he led a six-year-old boy into the woods and stabbed him through the ribs, Damn. Uh, and he laughed as he walked away, is what I saw from multiple sources. And one source said that the boy asked him why he did it, and he said that he had always wanted to know what it was like to kill somebody. I only found I only got that from one and of the sources the, that I looked the at. Kid the kid die? survived because I was gonna say who who are these sources? Yeah, that the, said kid, right? the kid did survive. Away. The kid sur did survive. The same source that had the quote said that he had a foot-long scar from the surgery, though. Damn. Um, yeah. So, he graduated high school at 20. 
because he had he had dyslexia and also he, he it was, was a serial killer. Yeah, and it was also reported that his IQ was in the low eighties. Oh. So there's a lot going on there. Definitely yeah. dumb. Yeah. And so he he joined the Navy. Uh, in the Navy, it's, I'm kind of fuzzy on like the like, time. But it wasn't low enough to not join the Navy. Yeah, oh, of course All not. Right. Sure. Well, Bergdahl got into wherever he got with he his. He did, fucking but that anxiety. was at wartime. Twas wartime. Sorry. This Go was ahead. just every day. Oh well, this was also wartime because this was during Vietnam. There we go. Bingo. Bam. Okay. That's <laughs> yeah. I'll take him. Yeah. That so this is during that. the Vietnam War. Yeah. So he was in the Navy and I'm sort of like the timing of like his first wife and the Navy I'm is kind of fuzzy. I, it was kind of all over the place from different things that I saw. But so kind of at the same time, these things all happened. So he graduated high school at age 20 and he joined the Navy. Uh, when he was in the Navy, he had a lot of unprotected sex with prostitutes while he was stationed in Vietnam. Um, and he sort of had this love-hate relationship with prostitutes. I think I might have for- – I don't know if I mentioned it earlier, but um, when his father drove the, this bus along Pacific Highway right, South, he would, and, he complained, there, yeah. and he complained about the sex workers a lot to his son. Yes, and like did just allowed. That. Okay, I did mention that. Okay. Because I was very impressed you used the word sex workers. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I was like, good for you. So, Yeah. Then, so he married his first wife named Claudia Craig. One thing said that that she that they got married in San Diego, but then he came back from the Navy six months later, uh, and she had become a prostitute. That was something that I saw from one source. Uh, most of the other sources that I saw said that they married at 19, then he joined the Navy, then he came home and she was having an affair. Either way, about a year after they had gotten married, they got divorced, and he left the Navy. Mm-hmm. So he left the Navy, and he got a job as a truck painter at... I can't remember the... What was the name of the place that he was a truck painter at? Uh, the Kenworth Truck Factory, and he worked there for 30 years. Oh, worked, wow. Yeah, he worked there until he was apprehended uh, in 2001. Damn. Yeah. Wow. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, Can you imagine so, the people who worked with him all that time? time? Shout out, yeah, to Damn. all those people for putting up with him, and also shout out to him for holding like on a, that job for 30 years. Yeah, I mean, for real. I mean, he had bills to pay. Yeah. I can't. Wow. I'm like, I'm impressed. Not by the killing. But I was like, wow, he was able to like put on this facade of a normal life yeah. for like 30 fucking yeah, years. Everybody was like, he was just like a normal guy. And even in like, he in high school, he wasn't even the weird, like, it wasn't even like he was, people were people like, were oh like, yeah, he oh, was yeah, the weird kid. He's the one who would murder everyone someone. Was like, no, he Gary? was like, he was, everyone like was like, I mean, he, he was peed forgettable. on my leg one time, <laughs> yeah. but like, he was just weird. But like, that's fine. People, yeah, everyone was like, he was kind of just like really average and kind of forgettable yeah. and didn't really matter. <laughs> um, maybe that's just me putting that in there. Um, so he married his second wife uh, of three, Marsha Winslow, in 1973. Uh, and so she said that they'd have – they would – go around and like he wanted to have sex all the time like he would like demand sex twice a day but his wife was like he could probably have sex like six to seven times a day if he felt if he (laughs) felt like it it sounds exhausting right i was like how do you get anything done and i and i enjoy that how do you do that and work a full-time job and murder people yeah man i guess if sex is like two minutes maybe Quickies maybe that's how maybe that's how he murdered so many people so raped and murdered so many people quickie. so fast. He was just like, okay, like, we're done, we're moving on. We're moving one on. Let's and go, done. Let's go, let's go, let's go, yep. let's go. 
All right, we're moving on. Um, done, done, and I'm on to the next one. That's the Fighter Ugh. song. Sorry. All right. <laughs> I don't think that's what it's about. Hopefully not. Dave Roll um, seems like a cool guy. Yeah. So they would have, so they would like go and have sex outside a lot of the time. He really liked having sex outside, like in the woods and in places near the Green River. Um, specifically, she reported that. Because that's where all the bodies are. Yeah, specifically. Um, Got it. And this is a that's bit of a spoiler disgusting. for later in the story, but specifically, they'd have sex by this slaughterhouse. Uh, at, at least once, and also by this place, this bridge over the Green River called Meeker, Br- Meeker Bridge, I believe it was, and those were place; those were the places that the first five bodies were found yep. were under that bridge and near the slaughterhouse. Yep. Um, called the yeah, I was like, yeah. he wants to fuck there because that's where the bodies are. Yeah, and that's um, his thing. Yeah, so they had a son named Matthew in 1975. Um, and also, after the fact, she said that she noted, noticed a lot of things that are now very damning throughout the marriage, that he would stay out late and come home dirty and wet, that he kept tarp in the back of his truck that later was the same kind of tarp that was found on the <laughs> oh bodies. <laughs> later oh on, she's God. like, oh, that's weird. Oh, the tarp. I remember that tarp. The I tarp was on that like dead movie. We talked about the Fritzel case and the wife. I know. In the 20 years You're that her right. daughter had been in a hole in the basement, like she had never gone into the basement. She was just like, that's just my husband's thing is I don't go in the basement. <laughs> so yeah. that's right. Gary's wife is like, he just keeps a tarp in his truck. Whatever, I guess. Some, now some people, that you he comes home it, muddy. I guess it's weird that he comes home late and he's wet and muddy. Scratch marks all on his face. I, I just didn't Covered think anything of it. Blood. No, he's there, blood he, strangled, he strangled all the people. So um, not a lot of blood usually. And that's why there wasn't a lot of DNA evidence, which we will get to later. So also he allegedly one time placed her in a chokehold. Um, which His is wife. the second yeah, wife, the second wife. Um, and so and they she's got, like, this is fine. Yeah. So they got divorced in 81 it's a generational thing. <sighs> you wouldn't get it. You wouldn't get it. He just likes it. Okay. He gets he's frustrated just... sometimes. He gets frustrated I sometimes. I... I know what he's like. And I push, I knew, I, I know he there. gets that way. And I pushed him to that yeah, point. It's my bad. My bad. It's my, my fault. fault. I made <sighs> him do that to me. Yeah. I knew Girl, it. Girl, second <laughs> Mrs. Gary Ridgeway. Go ahead. Yeah, continue. Man, crazy. So they divorced in 1981, and his second wife got custody of their son, Matthew. Good. Good for yeah. Her. So, May 1982, he's arrested for soliciting prostitution, but this is his first offense, so they let him go. Yeah. Which was real smart of them because. I assume he uh, was picking them up and murdering them. Well, he. Th- the first. He hasn't started murdering anyone yet. yet. The first murder, the first body that is discovered is on July 15th, 1982, two months after he was picked up for prostitution huh. um, or for soliciting prostitution. So July 15th, 1982, 16-year-old Wendy Lee Caulfield is found dead in the Green River in Kent, a suburb of Seattle, under the Meeker Bridge, which he banged his wife at. Um, on the 12th of, 12th of August, they find Deborah Lynn Bonner in the Green River near the slaughterhouse. And on the 15th of August, two women are found in the Green River uh, in one day. 
And and then while they're investigating the crime scene, they find a third woman. <laughs> I just imagine everybody like they're like, "What's that? A crime?" While they were looking at these other two bodies. Oh, the dogs! Like, oh, oh that's man, not a dog. <laughs> right? God damn like, it! What is there? Another right. one. Another Can one? you stop this that? Is... One? You know what? Let's just set up a net. Can just we just set up a net, net here to there, guys? We, we, I have, have a feeling we're going to get Can we stop polluting our rivers with dead prostitutes, please? Please. Honestly. If we'd known there were going to be more bodies, we would have brought more body bags. <laughs> Send Jensen we're back to the station. Gary's Double got some them tarp. up. Just two in a bag. Gary's, Zip it Gary's up. got some tarp in his truck if you need it. <laughs> he always Gary's here like, can Gary's, I help? Gary's the tarp it's guy. It's crazy. Everybody knows Gary for tarp guy. <laughs> he's always got a tarp. It's weird. Really, he's it. always around here, too. Like, if you need him, he's always even, here. I wouldn't even know where to buy a tarp. I've always just been I, like, yeah. yo, Gary, can I borrow a tarp? Yeah, man. GT Ridgeway. Gary Tarp Ridgeway, that's my guy. Uh, actually, his middle name is Leon. Leon. Oh. Leon. That's also, uh, that was my grandpa's name. Oh. My dad's dad. It's Leon. Lovely. Mm-hmm. Anyway, back to Murder Boy. Um, <laughs> you mean Tarp Man. Tarp Man. Gary um, Tarp Ridgeway. Hey, 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 Mr. Um, Tarp Man. What was the name of the place where he worked? Uh, the Kenworth Truck Factory. The Kenworth Truck Factory had an in-house tarp man. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah loves an in-house anything. I love an man. in-house like, anything. I know we made the abortion I mean, my joke, favorite is abortion. In-house such and such. Who's the in-house tarp man? I was, I was trying to think of a way to do a tarp, tarp, tarpadelphia. <laughs> well, you did it. I did. You, you got Jared, him. Please keep going. All so right. two bodies. Third one floats so, up. So yeah. So three bodies. Marshall Third Faye one's Chapman. like, yo, you having a meetup? Yeah. <laughs> Pull up, dog. <laughs> the murdered ladies club. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So Marshall Faye Chapman, <laughs> Cynthia Hines, and Opal Mills. Those are the first five women that are found. Um, so all of these women were last seen on Pacific Highway South along the strip. So they, so the, um, the major of the, of, uh, Kings County, uh, Major Richard Kraske creates a task force to start investigating all of these murders. And there's a tip line. And so a cab driver named Melvin Foster calls in, gives a tip about a guy that he thinks is suspicious, that he knows was like hooking up with a 14 year old. Um, and he was like, this guy seems like he might be not good. Um, I'm so, sorry. He's hooking up with a 14-year-old, and he's like, this guy might not be the it best. It was a different time. Well, he knows that the guy's not good, but he's like, this guy, maybe he's also killing people. But was um, she also a sex worker, that 14-year-old? Because was the 16-year-old that he killed sure. a sex worker? No, the 16-year-old, because he, it wasn't only sex workers. He was also, oftentimes, he would pick up, like, runaways. Cool. Um, so a lot sure. of the younger people were not sex workers, but they were people who were running away from home. Gotcha. Which is that? I guess it's still a thing that people do, but I feel like when you I hear feel like about it's serial killers, internet, I feel like when you hear about serial killers, they're like, yeah, they just picked up runaways. Like, how many young girls were just standing on the side of the highway because their parents weren't nice? How often did that happen in the eighties? Because I feel like that's a lot. all the time, all the time. In Seattle, it was all the time, apparently. Yeah. So. <laughs> Anyway, so this man passed a polygraph um, because he wasn't the killer. And so then they started to focus on uh, Melvin Foster, the cab driver. Um, They were like, this guy is our main suspect because why is he getting so involved? That's what serial killers do. They get involved in the investigation. Sure. So he was called in for questioning. Um, He had a nervous breakdown, so he failed the polygraph test. 
So they searched his home twice, and they f- they found nothing. Uh, and the major, Major Kraski, he was so sure that it was Foster that um, they disbanded the original task force, and they left one detective assigned to the case. He was basically there to harass that one guy. Yeah. So Aww. there, are, so two more women disappear and are found dead in nineteen eighty in the beginning of nineteen eighty three. So one girl, one girl, when she disappeared, um, one of her friends, like she was last seen getting into a red pickup truck, and one of her friends followed the truck until they lost the trail of the truck. But that red tr- pickup truck is found to be parked at Gary Ridgeway's house. So. The but police, of course, it's not him. The right? police show up and they question him. And they're like, "Hey, you got any girls in there?" And he's like, "No." Nah, and no. since they're so sure that it's this, this cab driver, guy, they didn't even that they're look like, into "All right, bye. Sure, bye." They don't search his home. They don't search his oh truck. My oh my god! god. Um, yeah, this is a pattern that is going to keep repeating. Oh, I'm oh. That's what happened with fucking Ted Bundy. Yeah, yeah. he was, he was charming and attractive. And keep people Ted were Bundy like, in your head. Oh, he's there yeah. all the time. Yeah, unfortunately. Uh. So he, uh, so this is the first time he's questioned about the Green River killings in 1983, and again he's not apprehended until 2001. He's like Green River, what? I he's like, what? I don't even know where yeah. that is. What? <laughs> it's like in his backyard. Yeah. Oh, that's what they call that. I understand. I just a, called it the river? creek. What's the difference between a river and a stream and a creek? Like, what are the three? Are you sure it's not things? a tributary? Oh, you guys are busy today. Okay, well, I guess I'll let you guys go. Sorry to keep you off, sir. Sorry, yeah. so sorry. Yeah, just, I, you know what? Fine. I'll we're Google fine. it. We're fine. We're fine. No, that's no. Because no. it was in the eighties. I um, have a uh, the screaming. Imagine? There's no screaming. It's a wailing bird. My bird wails. So <laughs> my it's just bird wails. <laughs> Did he keep them? My wife in the and house? I get into some freaky mm. shit over on that bridge. <laughs> One time I peed on her by the slaughterhouse. Don't ask her about it. She gets real weird about it, though. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah she gets all murdery about it, like me. She um, gets all sensitive. I mean, not yeah. like me. Cause no, no, I I'm not a murderer. murderer. She might she be a murderer. Murders. You should talk to her. Murder? Never. She's got crazy murder? eyes. I hardly know no. her. <laughs> Can we and keep that's going? Why he does it. Him alone. So the cops are like, you're fine, sir. You're so, white. At this point, and that's my yeah. what? What were you going to say? Uh, so at this point, uh, it's like the middle of. Oh wait a minute, where does that one's out of out of place? Anyway, um, this is going back to 1982 with more times that the cops avoided him. Or so at 1 a.m. on the 29th of August uh, in 1982, Ridgeway was approached in his truck on a dead end block near the airport, and they were like, "Hey, skedaddle!" Now this is pretty significant because. Three bodies were later be found on that block. Three I was like, they should have been like, "Hey, what's under that tarp?" Yeah, back your truck there. Back um, your truck. And also, on earlier that day, a victim that would la- a girl that would later be known as another victim of the Green River Killings had disappeared that day that they found him. So. From Girl that block probably, or just... She had just disappeared that day, but she was probably dead in, in the in, in the, the under the tarp right then. So at at this point, five out of the seven women who have disappeared uh, are sex workers in 1983. Oh, and on the on the ninth on November 9th of I believe 1982, he tried to strangle a, a sex worker named Rebecca Guai, and she escaped. But she was too terrified at the time to call the cops, so she didn't call the cops until later. Rebecca. On, in February of 1983, Ridgway and Kelly McGinnis, a prostitute, were caught in, in were caught by police in his pickup. Uh, they were let go with a warning, and 
she disappeared, and she is considered to be one of his victims. Um, so she was seen so last they, they seen alive. They never found her body. Uh, I don't believe they found her body. I don't, and I don't think she was one of the people that she, he was actually charged, confirmed, confirmed yeah. convicted of the murder of. Um, oh yeah, and so all of the information for this case was being like they had it in hard copy, obviously, but they were putting it onto a computer, a single computer, and this is a computer in 1983. So there was a power surge. And it wiped all of the information that they had put on their computer. Yeah. yeah they, they didn't, didn't back, back this shit up. Yeah. Oh. It was like it wasn't on a network. It wasn't yeah. connected oh, to any no. other machines. So, Wait, like, the cloud wasn't there? Girl. Yeah, no. Can you imagine? Um, what a time. Just the cloud of terror that was looming over so Seattle. Um, <laughs> God damn it, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> Just the cloud of terror looming over Seattle. So Please anyway, continue. so they got, they got a new computer, and they but it took them a year and a half to re-enter all of the information. Of course, um, obviously because it was a it was a room sized computer in 1983. Right, Imagine being the person the assigned room. to putting all of that information, like that God, imagine, data input. Signing up for a temp job, and your temp job is putting in. All the information you're about a fucking, serial killer. Your fucking unpaid Not intern. Your your job is putting in all the information that this police department has on any of their cases. Yeah, from whenever to now yep. in 1983. Yeah, fuck that. So by November How of 1983, <laughs> let's look it up. Um, November no. of 1983. It's called to a clip. A luxurious 43k. Ooh. It's more than I'm making now. <laughs> I know, but I'm like, at that time, that would yeah. be like an insane amount of That's money. a lot, yeah. I um, wish I made 43 gay now. Oh, God. Too. Anyways, Jerry, keep going. Yeah, so November 1983, they found 14 bodies. I'm sorry, what, all at once? No, that's so they far. They all just floated so far, down the river. Have, oh. By November of 1983, they have so far found 14 bodies. Wow. Um... And so in January of 1984, they create a new task force that's bigger. And uh, in February, somebody calls them and says that they think because of all the people that are dis- disappearing and because they know that Ridgeway frequents the strip, that they think he might be the killer. And then in March of— And what year was this? This is 1984. And in March of 1984, 17-year-old Cindy Smith disappears from the strip, and that is— they later disco- discovered that she was the last of the Green River killings of that original time span. He killed – after this point, he killed seven more people, but it was seven people between – or seven confirmed murders between 1984 and 2001. 2001. Um, and I'll get into why that might be uh, at the at, – that's at the end of this, I think. So more bodies keep turning up and – um, at one point in, I think, 1985, they find, like, three bodies within this within April, all within, like, the same area. And so it starts to get international nice. coverage. Yeah. So in April, he was questioned, and he passed a polygraph. And because he passed a polygraph, he was removed from the suspect list. Oh, my God. But then right, looking Mr. back, Bundy. they realized that the polygraph was maybe faulty because, like, they didn't ask him because... With the polygraph, he like, he like admitted that he knew one of that he knew one of the, the prostitutes, and he yeah. recognized another one of them, and he like recognized some of the places. 
Um, but they didn't like go into depth about his connection with these people. So then, I was gonna say, there's also a lot of evidence nowadays, which this story has also confirmed, that polygraphs are completely yeah. unreliable. Yeah, 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 yeah. I would believe that because oh, they're yeah. all about your anxiety level. Yeah, and some people they don't have are to be guilty; anxious, they can yeah. get really freaked out and come up. Yep. as being, or they can be guilty and not get freaked out. Right, yeah. exactly. Because or they the... can be really calm and subdued, and you're mm. like, well, they didn't do it because they're really calm. Yeah. Mm. So, mm. so yeah. then but I'm just like, oh, yeah. this story has been nothing but confirming <laughs> that. Oh yeah, this story is. There's a lot of just frustration in this story, but here's a kind of interesting thing. In I want to say, eighty four, eighty five, they the lead detective on the case gets a letter from Ted Bundy, and Ted Bundy says, "Hey, I can help you." And he's like, because I, because point, he's like, I'm a, I'm a serial yeah. killer, and I can help you get into this guy's head. And that was, it was really, it was Ted Bundy trying to get delay, time off his yeah, de- so delay. Was that in the last year when he was doing all those hail? Because I was like, yeah, was yeah, that, it was him trying to procrastinate him dying. And one, yeah. one documentary was like, it was an IRL Silence of the Lambs situation, uh, almost where he was trying to help them catch another. Don't give too much details because I'm going to talk about that on an episode of I Seen It. I've also never seen it. I just know the gist of it enough to get it. Talk about it sometime. I seen it. (laughs) Sure. For um, our five dollar level and up Patreon, yeah. which you subscribe to, I I do, <laughs> I do. My wallet isn't a fan of it, but I am. So I feel I'll you, keep girl. it up. I'll keep it up. We appreciate you so much. I keep bowing on this audio podcast. I appreciate it. Well, thank you. So, so anyway, Ted Bundy. yeah. So he talks, and so in he does an interview with the lead detective, and he talks a lot about what the killer is thinking from the third person, and it also comes out that a lot of the things that he was saying were things that he, that he actually did. did. Yes. Yeah, of course. So by yeah. <laughs> fucking asshole. Yeah, of course. It's like what a cocky, killer cocky would do in this situation, which he was would be about the so. That he, did. he would just be so hot. Like he'd be so hot. First of all, he's so handsome and cool. The killer, for sure. Um, this is Ted Bundy. His murder anyway. has nothing to do with feeling insecure about his manhood. Right? Yeah, absolutely not. So by December of 84, there are 42 suspected victims in the Green River killings. Wow. Which is the and correct... they started in 81? They started in, eight, in July of 82. It was 18 months. Wow. God damn. Wow. Yeah. And that is the and number And they that... held a full-time job the whole time? Yeah. And had a son. Damn. There's a lot. Well, I have he... no excuse for not working out. I was like, honestly, it's like <laughs> these serial killers. <laughs> like how? Talk they about married, time he management. Held down the job and he murdered 40 people in a year and a half. And covered it up and got away with it. Yeah. Time management. You know what? I bet he had a bullet journal. I was just going to say. <laughs> I was just going to say. I need to better utilize my bullet journal, obviously. He took some. He, he took some. Some self-improvement classes. He read some self-help um, books. He took the first couple Dianetics courses. <laughs> he, did, he, did ES, he did ES. He did EST, which is another one of those things that I want to talk about, um, which I told you about. You yeah. did? Yeah. So in February of 85, he's questioned um, Rebecca Guay, who is the one that he tried to strangle, but then she escaped. She finally comes forward and he's brought in and he's questioned about it and he admits to choking her but he says that he did it for like 10 to 15 seconds because he said that she bit him and they let him go but they're like he's our he's probably our guy yeah in march of 86 he's brought in again and interviewed again and he says that he was and he says that he was fixated on prostitutes and that they affect him as alcohol affects an alcoholic 
is a direct quote. Um, and so he's like, I'll take another polygraph. But then he consults an attorney and he's like, I'm not going to take another polygraph. I think I'm going to pass on that one. Because um, the attorney says, hey, sounds like you're murdering people. <laughs> yeah, you Sounds like you shouldn't, shouldn't tell people it. you're murdering them. So Don't yeah. maybe be so cocky about that polygraph test, my dear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So he, they didn't um, grill you yeah. real hard last time. They <laughs> might be a little they more kinda, They kind of messed up. They kind of were not super worried about it. So, uh, and like I said, they took his second ex-wife, uh, took investigators to places which were places that bodies had been found. And was like, he um, liked to have sex with me here. He liked yeah. to have sex with me there. Here. And then we go a few feet and then here. And then we ride a little bit and then here. Kind of just was like all the time. Um, you see the top of that hill over there? He liked to do me in there. the bottom at the top. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, continue. <laughs> I don't know. I appreciated that one. <laughs> so, yeah, so they search his house, but they don't find anything. And right now they're very sure that it, that he's That's their him. guy, yeah. but they only have circumstantial evidence. Yeah. They do get him to chew on, like, gauze to get – which is, I guess, the, a way that they got uh, his DNA. DNA. Um, but they, they – so they try to test his DNA against DNA evidence that they have from the first two murders – but the sample they have from Ridgeway is too small, so it can't be tested accurately. Uh, and also because – I don't know if this is still the case, but from what I saw, um, d- testing DNA back in the back then was very destructive to the DNA, so you would lose part of the evidence. Yeah. Um, and so they were like, we don't like have enough. like you could enough. run multiple tests against yeah. other things. Like they can't do and that. And they were like, we're, we only have enough to test this a couple of times at most, and we got to hold on to it. So – the evidence is not coming in as fast. Um, there's no more killings that are in the Green River killings that are happening. So in 1990, the task force is disbanded again, and it's left with one detective who's assigned to it. I wonder, if, was it the same guy? It was a different guy. <laughs> like, all right, He's all right, like, this oh, time you're going to follow Gary Tarp Ridgeway. Yeah, so it's it's one guy, and they're like, he's like, I know it's him. And he's like, I just have to wait for the technology to exist to test this DNA. Oh, my God. And then we'll get him. That's so frustrating. That's the saddest thing. He's like, I, know it took... I just have to wait for the technology. Yeah. And so he just took care of that DNA and made sure that it, nothing like that was tampered with it. Stayed. For how yeah. long? Well, this it was disbanded Until in 1990. And they didn't test. They had the tech. The technology existed uh, in general by 99 it existed in Seattle by 2000, and they finally were ready to test it by 2001. Um, but they were like, it's because 94, right? 94 was uh, O.J. Simpson. Mm-hmm. And they were like, we got to make sure that DNA is all right, because the DNA got ruined with O.J. Simpson. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So they're like, we got to hold on to this and make sure it's good. Uh, and so they test the DNA. And so finally, and not even just in 2001, in November 30th of 2001. So, like towards the end of the year. Yeah, towards the end of 2001. They finally, he's apprehended for the first four murders. So they bring him in, and what happened, basically, he denied it at first, um, but then finally the plea deal that they came to was that he was like, I'm going to confess to all of them if I just get life in prison for him. If I if, don't get the death penalty. If I don't have the death penalty. And so he ended up confessing to 49 40, – he, 
the 49th one, I think they didn't discover into, until 2010. And then they were like, oh, this body is in the Green River Killings. And he, and was, he was like, like oh, oh, yeah, 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 that was me too. He was like, yeah, 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 my fault, my fault. That was also... My bad, my bad. I forgot about that one. He's like, yeah, no, I take that one. Um, so <laughs> at the time, he was convicted of 48, um, but he confessed to 71. And he led them to find, I think, four bodies. Um, he helped Jeez. them find four bodies that had not been found yet. Jesus Christ. Um, so yeah, so that is everything about his life and the case. And now just some other fun things, uh, is that he said in interviews, he said that he would try and play himself off as a family man when trying to pick up, uh, sex workers. And so what he one thing that he said he would do is he would like open up his wallet and hold it so that his hand was covering his name on the ID, but it showed like his picture and stuff. And also on the other side of his wallet, he had pictures of his son. Yeah. So he would show them pictures of his son, but hide his name. And he would also sometimes have uh, like toys of his son in, in the car. And one thing that I saw said that he would have his son in the car with him sometimes, <gasps> which I only heard. I only saw that from one source. Oh. So I don't know. I don't. I have not that is confirmed that to up. be true. That's, yeah. No. But <sighs> sorry. Yeah. That one. Yeah, I'm like fucking also, God. Like, I don't really know how that would work because then how are you going to pick up the prostitute and then also somehow murder her with your son in the car? <laughs> I'm if also he's in a car about seat, the prostitute that's just thinking about having sex in the car with the son. Like, yeah. I don't, is he going to watch or like? Are we going to drive somewhere and get out of the car? I mean, he's definitely got to be an infant in a car seat. Like yeah. that kid yeah. cannot be like. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the problem with that is that by the time that the killing started, he was seven. So, Jesus, because he was born in 1975, and the killings didn't start until 82. So anyway, uh, so he would leave the bodies in what he called clusters in like different. He would like in different places that no one would find. Um, and a couple of the bodies, I th- he drove across county lines and left them someplace else. Two of them, I think, he drove someplace, or he drove parts of them to someplace else uh, <laughs> yeah to try and throw off the trails sure. um so he could keep murdering prostitutes right because um, he pulled a ted bundy he was like i gotta stop I gotta dumping go across them all the, in the same yeah. place yeah 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 um Ugh. and so sometimes he would go back and have sex with the corpses just like ted he, bundy but he said that he did it not because he was a necrophiliac but because having sex with them would satisfy his urges to have to have sex with someone alive and murder someone alive so then like, that way it was, he was like that w- it one. was yeah so he wouldn't get caught as easily because if he had to murder every time he was like i want to have sex with a with a sex worker, like if he had to go out and murder somebody, every time he every time it'd be easier for him to get caught. So sure. he would go back so he and would just have sex, have sex with their bodies until they started until they started sure. decomposing, falling apart. Yeah. Um. So the question then is, why did he stop killing? Because he wasn't really yeah. in danger. Of, he wasn't really in danger of getting be, caught. getting caught until eighty seven. It was three years later. So the reason that people speculate that he stopped is that in 1985, he met Judith Mawson, who he married in 1988. And he said that he truly loved her and that his love for her and their relationship was the reason that he didn't need to kill people as much. Because um, she was into getting choked out. I guess so she, yeah, she like, was into right. having sex 18 times a day. Yeah. And so She's although like, he did yeah, and al- although he did kill, he only there were only seven convicted killings between eighty four and two thousand and one, and they Honey, stayed I together. Honey, I love you so much. I only killed seven people while we were together. Yeah. 
and they did not get divorced until 2010. So she stayed married to him until that other body popped up. Yeah. And he, the one he was like, you forgot. So right, like, you forgot about it? 49? We're done. We're done. That's We're it. Here. I said if it hit 49. Yeah. And the, the other thing. That was the line. Yeah, that's the line. Where's the line? 49. 49. It, rhymes. it rhymes. So that you can remember you know. it, Gary. You know. God. Yeah, what did I seven by you? seven. It was in our vows, you asshole. <laughs> if you murder 49 people, I'm, I'm out. out. I do. Prenup. <laughs> if you marry 49 people, I don't. Yeah. yeah. Um, and she didn't anymore. Yeah. yeah so then, and the, the other thing that I have that's kind of interesting is that he became a religious fanatic during oh. his second oh, marriage. Of course. of course. During his second marriage? Yeah. Like it just so while he was the in the middle one. of his killing while spree, while he was murdering the shit out of people and uh, fucking the, the their dead marriage, bodies, the second marriage ended right before the killing spree started. So oh. this, this ending of the second marriage was probably a catalyst for him starting to murder people. Sure. So an article said that he would cry at church services and watch television with a Bible in his lap. Uh, it all. I also Trying saw that himself. he would he proselytized door to door. He'd read the Bible aloud at work and at home. And oh, he's, he's one of those people. Yeah. And uh, he insisted that his wife would follow the strict teachings of their pastor. And that's everything that I have on Gary Tarp Ridgeway. <laughs> so is he still in prison? Uh, he is still in prison. In, yeah. I don't know why I thought he was dead. No, this all was 2000. No, he's, he's 70 years old still. Is he still a at, religious fanatic? Uh, I don't know. Does he still love Jesus? I'm not sure. Right. He might be. Who knows? Do you want to write him and ask? No. I want write him, him a to letter. Die. Yeah. He will soon. That'd be nice. Um, no, 70 for some people is still young. That's true. Yeah. But, like, he's in prison, so, like... Any other interesting any factoids, dead? or... That's everything that I have sure. on That's him. it about that murderer? Damn. Yeah. All right. So I mean, not really... that it, it was a lot. Not I was like, was... please, yeah, we don't that. need more. He like, really that was 49. That. Like, we're good. That was a lot. Yeah. And then what was, was up with lot. the people he killed? The seven people he killed in that time were they just also sex or just random people? They were. Or... They were also. They were also like mostly sex, sex workers. workers. I'm fairly certain. Yeah. He had an itch. He had to scratch. Girl. <laughs> <laughs> he should see a doctor about that. He probably got that from. He probably workers. murdered or the maybe doctor. maybe from fucking dead bodies. Yeah, that's probably where that itch came from. Probably. You Ugh. should see someone about that, Gary. God, that's so And that someone gross. shouldn't be another sex worker. It should Please. be a doctor. Well, that's interesting. Um, the last two people... I'm just looking, and this is a list of all the people that they have confirmed. And the last... Two, like, every, pretty much everybody is, like, you know, 15 to 20... 15, like early teens to late mid to late twenties. But then the last two people are 36 and 38. So that's a fun tidbit, I guess. There, was a, there hmm. were some people who got away when they were younger. He went back for him. He was like, Marta Reeves, 36 and Patricia yellow robe. Maybe he was like, I need to grow up. Let me yellow go for robe. some more mature yellow women. Robe. Yellow robe. What an interesting Weird. name. Fun to say. Huh? All right, Gary. Well, well, that and that's Gary. And that's Gary Tarp Ridgeway. Gary Tarp Ridgeway. You need a tarp? Call Gary. The tarp man. The but tarp man. you probably shouldn't because you Maybe might. Maybe don't call Gary. Who are you going to call? Not, Not Gary. Gary. <laughs> <laughs> Good work, everybody. Thank you. I'm uh, Stephanie. I'm Sarah. <laughs>
Do you have a fetish five? Uh, I don't. I hope it's not about wrapping people up in a tarp. (laughs) Okay. I mean, I could. Nope. There is a, I don't Choking know what it's fetish. called, but oh. there is, oh, that's breath play. That's just, I've yeah, about we've that done before. that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> there is a fetish of people who like to be, like, constricted. I know the, like, oh, yeah. latex, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. And they make right. these, like, latex, basically, it's like a latex envelope with a vacuum. That scares so that me. they put yeah. the person in yeah. and oh. suck all the air out, so they're just like, hmm. uh, That scares me so much. Yeah, I don't yeah. like that. Yeah. Mm-mm. Um, we know about necrophilia, which is wanting to fuck dead people. We don't need to talk about that. Um, that's a. I wonder ugh. if that's in the DSM. I don't know. I I would imagine it should be it number should one. Sexual attraction. If you want to have sex with a corpse, there is something fundamentally mentally wrong with, wrong you. with no, you. Yeah, yeah. Well, number one. But Gary, he didn't want to have sex with a corpse. He just didn't want to kill he another person. He did it person. to better. So he was fucking the corpse to keep him from fucking So he was like person. recycling. He was zero waste. <laughs> <laughs> he was reducing his carbon footprint. He was reducing his, <gasps> reducing his semen footprint? I was going to say his, his coming footprint. footprint. <laughs> Can you I just imagine a footprint filled with semen. semen. Ah! Oh. Ah! I just imagine stepping into it and being like, what is... Is that what a teenage boy's bedroom is like? Is that what a teenage boy's bedroom is like? No. Is this polygraph on? He's lying. <laughs> That's all I got. I don't got anything else. We talked about stepping in a puddle full of semen. I think we're done for this episode. One time. Oh my god. Are you gonna tell the mouse story? I think you've told the mouse story. Did I tell it on the podcast? I think so. No. We'll tell it again. Have you heard the mouse story? When I lived in Brooklyn, I had a mouse problem and um I would do all sorts of stuff to try and like get rid of them. Uh one time I caught one and like took it. <laughs> I didn't want to kill it. And so I like walked a block away and threw it in a dumpster, like in a right. cereal box. And I was like, there's food for you here. Yeah. And threw it in there. One time, and I think it was already dead, I stepped on a mouse. Oh. And he squished up through my toes. Uh, and it was horrible. Uh, yep. Is that one in the DSM? Squishy mice between mouse, your toes. Mouse stepping. It's that's not a mental disorder. I didn't do it on purpose. <laughs> Squish. <laughs> uh, Reliving that moment. Brian's cat Jim caught a mouse last night. He's been catching mice pretty frequently, but he caught a mouse last night, and he doesn't. Jim? <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. yes. Okay. It's a cat named Jim. Um. Anyways, yeah. So his cat Jim. Yes, it's Jim. It's a. It's a person's name uh caught a mouse and he's been getting really protective of the mice like he does like he's growling now Ooh. when you oh, go to take the mouse away give it as a gift like most no cats. he's Jim's like this, this is, is my mine. new pet this is mine and we go to take it and he's like like still alive oh yeah like oh. i accidentally stepped the wrong way trying to get around like i had a tupperware and brian was there and we were like ready to get him it was like 2 30 in the morning we'd been drinking all night like we were ready um <laughs> And we saw we also saw Jim like uh, stalking something in the kitchen, which usually means he's about to catch a mouse. So we had the Tupperware, and I stepped a weird way, and the mouse got away. And Jim was like, "No, I got you." So it was totally alive, totally squirming, but he wanted to keep it as a pet or something. And we went to go take the mouse away, and Jim was like, "Wanted to go strangle it in the woods." And 
literally Brian had the mouse by like the tail and had to like open Jim's mouth and like pull it out and pull it out and like we put it in the Tupperware and took it outside. See that this story is why you can't give human names to pets because the Jim had the mouse and had to pull the mouse out of Jim's mouth. You know what? I please imagine that as a person. So Jim was really excited because he caught a mouse. Yeah. <laughs> All right, oh, this boy. is gonna be fun to cut. Uh, do we have anything else? Jared, those are really great. <laughs> Jared, thank you so much thank for finally much. coming on the I'm show. Thank you for I can't wait to have you back again. Yeah. yeah, we're super excited to have you here. We hope you guys liked having Jared and his serial killer story. Now Gary Ridgeway. Yeah, Gary Ridgeway. You. You Gary like- Tarp Ridgeway. <laughs> If you guys like the show, you know how to support us. The best way, of course, is by subscribing to our Patreon. Give us your money. Three dollars. We have three dollars. We have three different <laughs> tiers. But give us three dollars. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll take it. We'll take it. We have one dollar, five dollar, and fifteen dollar uh, rewards tiers. Of course, if you check out our Patreon, that's patreon.com slash deadtime stories with a Z, all one word. You'll see all about that. Of course, there are other ways to support us, even without money. You can do that by giving us a review on iTunes, on Facebook, or anywhere that it's available. Stitcher mm-hmm. lets you give reviews only through the online web player. You can go in and give a review. But Ooh. if you're a Stitcher person, you listen at work, you can give us a review you through Stitcher, Stitcher web yeah. player. Yeah. Sick. But if it's you a take a picture, take a screenshot of yes. that review, and you email it to us at deadtimestories at gmail.com, we will send you a sticker. Uh, we just need your address too. Jared's Jared, it doesn't that work. Sticker, but again, I like that you're holding. He's it up holding to it up to the microphone. He has a laptop it. with a dead time story sticker on it that he's trying to show to, you by it. holding and it. And he's to the got microphone. the Gary Ridgeway Wikipedia up. So that's what I'm looking at. Gary Ridgeway has a mustache because what else would you expect? Oh, I know. Yeah, he exactly. looks awful. That was the picture that came up. Yeah, no, he but, looks. I didn't so see it, like, ups- his eyes are so he's upsetting. Small. Don't like it. He's very don't small like eyes. It. Um, follow us on Instagram, yes. on Facebook, Dead Time Stories. Z- you know where it's at with a Z, y'all. Z, please. Of course, you can follow me at SC Kernison, K E R N I S A N. That is my personal one. Sarah's is over your headins, H E D D I N S. Jared, are you going to share an Insta? Uh, yes, my Insta is jared.taylor.fan. <laughs> it's that Jared Taylor is my king. king. Uh, it's been referenced on every episode of this podcast. Just so about, yeah, we're, we're, we're all, okay, look, don't give Who yourself that much credit. Because uh, I, I sent a fan submission and they have <laughs> not posted it. Excuse well, me. In Italy, okay. So that's um, probably why. I um, think Sarah and no I need to be admins on that account. Yes. We're lucky uh, obsessed with you. We should. We have a lot of conversations about <laughs> This is weird, about but he's 18 now, the, so it's okay. And the things that we learn about it from your Instagram. <sighs> I'm intrigued to find out what that means after this podcast. Let's talk over. about it right now in the uh, air. Well, but actually, I was trying to, like, at the beginning, I was like, we got to move on, but I have all these things we could talk about. All right, well. Yeah, but actually, to find me uh, anywhere on most things, Twitter, uh, Instagram, SoundCloud, uh, it's Jared H. Taylor. Uh, no anything in between it. All right. We'll tag you in Harrison or Henry. It's Henry. Henry seems basic, but I felt like it wasn't Henry for some reason. It, right. it is, in fact, Henry. Henry. Thank you for All calling right. my middle name basic. <laughs> oh. uh, live podcast. <laughs> Don't cut it. <laughs> wow. I adore Don't Jared. Don't tell me guys. what to do. I don't know if you know.
Um, podcast. Thank you so much for coming on our show. Thank Thanks, you Jared. so much for having me. It was a lot of fun. It was a good time. Really it was a it. lot of fun. This is a great podcast. Yay. Thanks. Which I guess I'm preaching to the choir. <laughs> so but. thank you for being on. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. I'm Stephanie. I'm Sarah. I'm Jared. And, and this, this has been Dead Time Stories. Thanks for listening. Dead Time Stories is hosted by Sarah Heddens and Stephanie C. Curtison. Music and editing by Eric Gershnow. Artwork by Rennie Slackman. 